Today's dating world comes with a lot of BS. Ghosting, boring conversations, and endless first dates that don't go anywhere. It's complete BS, and it's got to stop. I'm your host, Kenna Renee, and Dating Without the BS gives you straight-to-the-point dating solutions so you can meet the exceptional partner waiting for you. So let's do it. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be with you guys today. We have an exciting guest, and before we introduce her, I want to give you guys a heads up in case you've missed it, and I don't know somehow how you could have missed it, but I have an exciting announcement. July 7th, we'll be opening the doors for my group coaching program. I guess technically right now, the doors are open for you to enroll, but this group coaching will be a three-month container, 12 weeks long. You will get one 50-minute coaching session with me a week. You will walk away having a streamlined process that really helps the modern dating world because the modern dating world, as you know, is exhausting. It is a lot of work for very little return, and it just doesn't have to be that way. You could spend 75% less time dating while attracting better men. You could actually be enjoying your dating journey instead of feeling like you don't get to enjoy things until you get to the end of the destination. And this group coaching program is really for the woman who has recognized that like all of the strategies of what people tell you don't really work in the modern dating world. And you just feel like you're not built for the modern dating world. You feel like there could be an easier way. You're tired of being anxious. You're tired of waiting for the other shoe to drop. If you want to let all of that go and actually feel as confident as you are in other aspects of life, check out this program. We start July 7th is what I should have said. And I am really, really excited. And this guest today, although we work together one-to-one, is going to highlight some of her experiences because some of the work that we do with my one-to-one process is going to be in this group coaching. Not as intense, but it will be a great place for people to come and get results immediately. So... Trish, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's so fun. I asked Trish to do this and she was like, um, sure. And I'm excited and I'm a little nervous. So don't be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first one. I'm excited to talk about my experience. Yeah, this is going to be so good. And it's going to be just completely casual, guys. I really, again, we're just going to highlight the candidness of Trisha's experience, I want you guys to really have something to grab onto that you can resonate with in terms of what someone's journey looks like. Um, I think for so many people, I was talking with a girlfriend about this on the hike and we were talking about how if business isn't working for you, you'll hire somebody to help you. If weight loss isn't working, you're like, okay, I should find a program or a process And when it comes to dating and relationships, my friend was like, I just really don't think people know that there's an available process or something that can help them get out of their difficulties. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think a lot of people, when um, I find out they're single or people that I know are like, dating's not fun. I was like, well, it's been a fun process for me and this is why. So um, I don't think a lot of people know um, what it is that you do or um, 
how it's a lot about yourself and not so much too about the dating process, but it's more about how to switch um, and maybe alter how you think about things, which has really been a big part of my journey. Definitely. So let's start, like we'll have a little snippet of the beginning of where you started. Where were you when you first decided to reach out to me? (laughs) It feels uh, like uh, such a different person um, in a good way. Um, It was about a year ago. Can I think we just did our year um, work together work anniversary. But I came to you. um, I actually started listening to your reels and your podcast when I was in a relationship. And I remember reaching out to you being like, does this work if you're already in a long term relationship? And I remember you mentioned that this might highlight some things. So um, that's kind of where it all started is listening to your content and realizing, wow, I want a relationship like that. And the one I'm in is not that. And so when I was out of that, um, really having this um, notion of I need to heal completely in order to date and to even think about dating. Um, But I remember on our call, um, it just felt so easy and natural. And I really like how the approach started with, uh, with me and kind of rethinking and maybe reframing is a better word of how I think about men, how I think about love, how I process information And through this process, I've learned more about myself than I have ever before. I think I told you once, this is like therapy on on crack. (laughs) And it's very true. I love that you said that. Therapy on crack. Okay. So when you're saying I got to know myself better than I ever had, tell me more about like tangibly what that looks like and the differences between before, because I think we think we do know ourselves when we're dating and then after. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So for me, it was this feeling of not being enough. Um, Not like nobody, um, no man is going to accept all of who I am, the Mm -hmm. quirky side, the fun side, the imperfections. And through working with you, I've learned that that doesn't stem just from exes, it stems deeper into childhood of I grew up really close to my parents, but maybe it was not maybe it was when I was observing things that I didn't know I was observing of maybe not being enough from them, from other interactions. And so really diving into the core of that um, Mm -hmm. was a huge piece in my in my journey and thinking, um, you know, I'm in control, even if it doesn't feel like I am, I am in control Mm. and learning that my emotions are temporary um, and they really are temporary and learning the tools or using the tools that you gave me to like release that tension and trauma that I thought was from excess that I was holding on to for so long. I learned that once you release that tension, you're able to um, attract and mirror people that are similar um, in value and how they want to live life. Totally. You just opened so many like cans and I was like, (laughs) which one should I go down? So let's just stay with the worthiness piece. When you were dating before me, Mm -hmm. like, did you think you had like that you didn't feel good enough or that like it was that you didn't feel like, did you ever think that consciously or no? 
Um, I knew I was deserving of love, but I dated people who were critical, hypercritical mm. of me. In my most recent ex a year ago, the one that I was with when I um, was introduced to your content, um, he would frame it in a way where it seemed like he was helping me. And so one of my values is growth mindset. And so I would get into this cycle of, oh, it's something I need to work on. Something's wrong with me and I need to change it in order for it to work. And so being the student that I am, um, I, I would Google and I would buy books, like literally buy books of how to communicate better or um, how to have conversations around hard topics. And I would read these books and implement what they were saying. And why is this not working? There's something must be wrong in me. Um, and so working with you has really changed that where it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with their capacity and um, where they're at in their journey or where they're not at because they haven't processed, you know, the, the trauma and the crap that they've had in their life. Yeah. And that's a really interesting observation. Like, I think for a lot of women who listen to my podcast, they are willing to take ownership for themselves and their personal growth and their journey and being the best person that they can be, which is why I freaking love you guys. <laughs> and at the same time, where do we draw the line? Like, how do you personally, how did you personally for yourself in our work together, start to know the difference where it was your growth that needed expansion versus, oh, this is somebody else. How can you differentiate now? Ooh, I think it was a process. I think I put my ex on a pedestal. So first it was taking him off that pedestal and putting me on that pedestal. Mm. And that was a process. So I remember I wrote a letter to him. I didn't send it to him, but it was thanking him for the process, which was hard. I remember we had a few couple weeks of processing that um, because I didn't want to thank him or it was um, you and others saying, you know, but he wasn't really nice to you. You have him mm -hmm. on this pedestal, but he wasn't. And so doing the techniques and I actually moved on a lot quicker than I thought I would. So anytime I would think of him, you gave me this tool. Anytime I th would think of him, I would think of things like insight. And when you're driving, you see a lot of the same things. So it gets annoying to think of the person because <laughs> mm -hmm. you're saying stop sign or, you know, red light or um that. Um, but then after working and um, just seeing how I've transformed, I uh, switched the process of how I think through conflict and learning that my thoughts and my feelings impact what happens. And so knowing that I'm at the center of that really switched. So later on mm. in the dating process, if they would say something and we would have a conversation and they didn't have the capacity to, to engage in hard conversations because that's what I learned with you too is there's a difference between dating intentionally and like really dating intentionally. So asking those <laughs> questions on the first date that maybe most, not maybe most women don't maybe feel confident in asking. Well, I ask all those questions on date one, most of them on date one because it helps uh, sift through the bullshit. Um, and so once I started using those tools and believing and having confidence in myself, then I was like, oh, it has nothing to do with me. They're confused. They're pushing it on me because that's a human thing when we don't take ownership and we haven't had to do that ever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I learned that um, 
and it happened quickly. I feel like after a couple of months of getting in the groove, I was going on three dates a week and it was so fun. And after a while you can sift through, okay, like I know this, I've seen this, I've experienced this, yes. but it's a really cool and empowering thing to know that like you're at the center of it the whole time, <laughs> which yes. I didn't date that way before and switching that mindset and that narrative of dating Oh, dating was so much fun because I got to decide how long the date was and I got to decide when I saw them next and if it's not going to work or I would ask certain questions and, you know, I would read into how and observe how they would respond. What was their body language when I said that? Um, And before I didn't ask those questions until later on because I said, oh, they're going to (laughs) change. You know, they're going to change that. And I laugh about that now. Like, oh, they're going to change. And now I'm like, no, they're not going to change unless they do the work. Right. Yeah. They don't have that capacity. They're pushing it on me, but they're confused. They, they don't know what they're, um, they don't know what they want. They say, saying what you want and doing what you want are two different things. hundred percent. Okay. So there's two questions I have from what you just said. One is you were asking different questions. So a lot of times we think that putting it all out on the table is the same thing as what you're talking about. So when people are like, I'm intentionally dating, I'm seriously dating, I'm putting it all on the table, what I'm looking for, what I want, all of those things. How is that different from what you were doing when you're saying I was asking those questions right up front? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, and I think there's, couple ways to answer that too I think the way that I was asking questions has evolved based on my values and the shift in those values throughout the process how has it evolved like what questions would you ask before and like or that you saw as important versus now at the beginning more curious about um what they did for a living and goals. And I am interested in those things, but those aren't the driving factor for me to Mm. get them my attention. Now it's um, asking them questions to really think and reflect, like what does good communication look like to you? And I, there was a turning point in my dating experience when um, I realized I was asking the same questions, like surface level questions on the dating apps and getting frustrated because I wasn't getting a response that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then it shifted when I asked a question. I remember you had another cl- you shared that another client would ask that question. And I totally scooped it up from that client. And that was my main question to ask to see if it was willing for them to it was worth my time to meet up with them in person. And so how somebody responds to that question, I've learned says a lot about um, who they are, how they think about things, their growth mindset. I also am somebody that brings up politics on the first date um, and how people respond to that um, is also really um, eye-opening. So I'm not looking for somebody who had a similar mindset, although I was in the beginning. Um, It was more of 
seeing if we if two truths could be held at the same time even if we yes if we were able to talk about things and how are they able to talk about things that were difficult and hard conversations I remember I went on one date um before I'm with the guy I am with now and he mentioned you know I don't want to talk you know you're typically not supposed to talk about politics on the first date I said well you're going on a date with me I like to talk about those things (laughs) (laughs) and I think that took him aback and it didn't go past the first date um but I think it was those things where I would ask about family. I would ask um, different things or I would ask childhood. So tell me more, like, what was your favorite childhood memory? And mm-hmm. that's was another way for me to get to know their family. Um, if they're not close to their siblings, if they have siblings, do they want that? Do they not want that? And so um, I remember a session with you where we would go into deeper follow-up questions. And I think that's an art that I thought I knew in my work in my school setting. I'm great at questions, but when I first started the dating process, that was a little bit more difficult. But then when I switched my mindset around it and just practiced it in my everyday life, if a friend would say something, I would do a better follow-up. And those follow-up questions um, really, um, were, they were great opportunities to get to know more of the person without asking surface level questions. Yeah, you're almost becoming like a 007 like communicator, (laughs) like where you're just like, I'm going to really understand who you are in the shortest amount of time possible. And what's so beautiful is what you guys can't see behind the scenes. Well, one, before I forget this, like the things that Trisha's talking about, about how to communicate in this way so that you can understand and filter through people in such a shorter amount of time based upon accurate information is what she's saying. So essentially what she's saying is before I would date people on credentials. Mm -hmm. And now I'm dating people based upon who they are at their core, their outlook in life, how they maneuver through life, how much they know and are connected to themselves. That is how we should be making decisions about men based upon those things, because those are the reasons why we get divorced. That's the reason why relationships don't work out. So you will be getting a component of that in Dating Reimagined, the group coaching program, because I think everybody can be communicating at a higher level. Everybody can be communicating around topics that actually make a difference with who you should be partnering with. Like, those are the things we need to be figuring out. Um, I lost the second point I was going to make, but it's not a big deal because I do want to keep going with your journey. (laughs) So, okay, tell me, let's talk about the moments. Like, everything sounds like sunshine and rainbows and daisies. But (laughs) let's talk about the moments where you were just like, I just don't even know if this is going to work. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I've had a few of those throughout my journey. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember... There was one guy early on that I was attached to um, because I'm very emotive. And so I learned eventually through the process, it's good to be emotional and be excited, but in that way, but also to have the logic piece. And I learned that once, if my emotion was too far into it too soon, that's typically when I didn't think the process was going to work. Um, so the first person, um, that I can think of, 
he looked great on paper and I thought our dates were great. Um, but he ended it. And there were quite a few of that along the journey that I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to have another X again, or I don't think I'm going to find another X again. Or it's like, Hey, most of these, like I'm doing all this hard work. Why am I not seeing this? And through that, I learned, Oh, Trish, it's because you're holding on to anxiety that in doubt that it's not going to work. And that was, I think, a good couple of weeks sprinkled throughout my journey or on the flip side when I was being too picky. Yeah. You know, that there's when you first start dating and you haven't, you get all this attention. I'm like, this is awesome. This is so great. I'm on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, oh, they're not the best guys yet but that's because I'm working through my own crap um but then there becomes like this pendulum thing when you're in the middle and I eventually about a month ago just kind of gave all of myself in and that's when things kind of turned um one guy I met he was only in town for a bit and was gonna leave and he shared with me that he was still on his ex and so that felt hard in the moment there was somebody I was dating for a good month and a half and then realized it wasn't going to work. Um, one of the more prominent ones that I can think of was when I went on one date with him and he seemed great and he shared something personal that really was opposite of what I want in a partner. And I remember calling you crying like, you know, I really want this to work. He seems like a nice guy, but it's just not going to align long term. And I remember having to tell him that that felt really hard. But again, in doing that, I was make I was putting myself at the center. So I did a lot of healing work of releasing. Um, and that part was hard or doing it for I always thought time, I think time was my biggest constraint. Mm-hmm. And a mental thing of oh, I had this expectation in my head that it was only going to be X amount of time. And if my journey was a little longer or less than that, or if I dated somebody for a few months and it didn't stick, like there must be something in me that's not working. And so I would have to go back to some of my tools and dive deeper. Um, And I think that's what I loved about work. I love about working with you is we dive deeper. So yeah, you're anxious but where is that coming from? And um, a lot of deep reflection. It was like, oh, I'm still doubting the process. Even it might be 10% or 5%. That cloud of doubt is clouding the opportunity to find great love. And so, yeah, there were definitely times where I was crying. There were times where I wanted to give up dating because it goes in ebbs and flows where you're, when I was dating like three people a week to maybe a couple dates every couple weeks. But that's because I was filtering quickly, um, more quickly than I was in the past. And so, um, yeah, I think that answers. Yeah, totally. I One thing I want to highlight is because the people really can't understand this fully. Yeah. When we talk about you feeling in control and you feeling like at the center point, how do you feel that way? And have a man lead at the same time. Yeah, I think for me, it was I'm in control of my emotions and the logic that at the center of this, I might like somebody and they might be 
you know, quote unquote, everything I wanted. But at the end of the day, it's about me and making a decision that's going to align best with me um, and what I want long term and making the decision when my logic and my emotional peace is balanced. Um, yeah. And that was something that wasn't easy. Um, I'm somebody that can future think. And so it's taking a step back and realizing I love that part of this person or I like this part of this person. And wow, they're treating me like I'm special. But like, of course, I'm a badass bitch. Like, of course, I'm special. Yeah. Um, And that comes from within, not from somebody else. And so that was the biggest transformation of this journey is not getting my happiness and having it be justified because somebody was giving me attention. It was like, Trish, you're the one that has done this work to bring this guy into your life. Yes. Like that's about you. That's something that's difficult in the dating world. One, you highlighted a couple things that people can start to identify themselves. One, that is when your emotions are stronger than the amount of time that you've known them, that's an indication of just wanting it to work more than actually knowing if it's going to work with that person. That's one indication. Um, so if you find yourself in that place where you're like, oh, I, you know, the thing, like my emotions about this person and what I like about them is stronger than the amount of time that I've known them. That's an imbalance of logic and emotion. And it's often coming from a place of like, I don't know if this is ever going to work out. So I need to make it work at some point, but we're making it work for the wrong reasons. Something to pay attention to. Um, the other thing that I want you to pay attention to is that, When you have some tools, no one talks about this in the dating world and definitely not. No one's emphasizing it enough in modern dating. Modern dating requires far more mental and emotional support from ourselves than ever in history. I think we are underestimating how much it wears us down, how hard it is, how much is required to keep going in the modern world. Because back in the day, you met somebody in like a 10-mile radius or at work, and you just put in the time and the effort to see if it could work with that person. Now, we are experiencing so many extra like X factors when it comes to dating, and we are experiencing within ourselves more confusion than ever about who should I pick? How should I pick them? Am I going to pick the right person? It's sending us in a wave of emotions constantly. So we are getting burned out and hopeless when it comes to love, not because we have a reason to, but because the environment has changed and we don't have anything supporting that process. So when my clients can go from like hating dating to three dates a week and it not being a problem, it's because they have mental and emotional tools to tap into to support them in ways that we should have always been supporting ourselves to begin with. So it could be like going to the gym and using your diet to supplement what you're doing in the gym or taking supplements to help your muscles rebuild and sustain and keep going. These mental and emotional tools are doing the same thing. They allow you to come back to a confident state a hopeful state, an encouraged state, a state where you make you feel badass in your decisions, these mental and emotional tools help you get there so that moving forward, 
is just like a natural byproduct. It doesn't feel like it's tearing you down. It's wearing you down. Do you agree? Do I do. I think sometimes we are our own like worst critic. Oh yeah. We can also bring ourselves down. So like my doubt throughout the process at different ebbs and flows of doubt, but doubt nonetheless, that's, that's, I think what really hindered me. Um, but that's everyone. Releasing. Oh yeah. That's um, everyone. Oh yeah. But I think once I released that doubt and really worked on releasing that doubt and just focusing on, yes, I'm going to find love. Then that's, you know, when I met somebody who, um, you know, it's been, it's been really great so far. So. Okay. What's been great about him and why is it different? Yeah. I think it's different because for the first time I feel really grounded. Mm. I'm not doubting. I'm, um, because I really dated with intention with him. Um, I asked those questions. Um, so it, it feels so it feels different in a way that I'm not worrying if I haven't received a text or a call, what's going to happen because isn't that the craziest feeling where you're like, I don't even need to worry about it. Oh, it's, it's the best. It's what do you do with your time now? <laughs> I like, yeah, I like know that after work he's going to call or like this morning he sent a, me a voice memo and it was really nice. And, um, He's also someone that surprises me. So this mm. weekend, coming weekend, he has something excited, um, exciting for us to do and won't tell me what it is. And it's Aww. the little things like that, that before I was like, oh, it's the person, but I attracted <laughs> like you I did. did that. Yeah, I did that. And it feels so good. And he's if you would have asked me a year ago. If he's somebody I would have dated, I'd say, yeah, parts of it, but probably not because my values in dating have changed. Um, so before I was really focused on kind of like the resume, you know, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, but now it's so much more to me, a growth mindset, values, they ask good questions and um I showed him my apartment the other day and he saw my sticky notes on my mirror <laughs> and he, he said, I like your sticky notes. And I said, thank you. I like them too. Oh my <laughs> God. I, I love that you just left them up. That's so awesome. Of course I did. Um, and so for the uh, listeners, it was more of like, I'm ready to find my great man or um, great and ready men are in my world and ready for me. And I also had my favorite thing of like, nothing has, um, I'm butchering right now. Nothing has meaning except the meaning I give it. And it had another thing about worthiness and taking five minutes for me. And, um, but I love that. He just said the, the one liner of, I like your sticky notes. I was like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I love that you are at a place where you're not embarrassed by them because I think so many women see that as like, oh, it's an imperfection for whatever reason. And I think it actually makes you more smart and brilliant and you're just showing that. Yeah. Well, and it's fun because I'm, we just became, you know, Instagram friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, instead of sending me funny videos or restaurants, he'll send me like relationship growth things. And Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Trish, you did this. You did you this. You freaking so, majorly up-leveled. Oh, when I tell you up-leveled, it's been um, a great experience. And I wouldn't have gotten here 
if I didn't sit through the difficult reflection times or if I didn't really release some of the trauma that I've held on to for so many years. Um, but now I'm really loving life for like the other night he was just going to stay at home and have a night to himself. And he surprised me and called me. And it's those little things like that, that speaking of worthiness, I didn't realize that there was a man out there until I released my crap and was starting um, to bring in men like that. And so, yeah, I'm very happy and grounded. I love it so much. Thank you for sharing your journey and your story with us and being vulnerable. And thank you for committing to yourself. Like, Truly, truly, what happened as a result was just you showing up and committing to yourself over and over again and saying, there might be things unconsciously I can't see that are in the way, but they're not holding me back. And you're a true testament of like being able to take some of the tools that I gave you and not just implement them, but use them again more than once, which is the way they're designed and keep breaking through. And that guy was just waiting, right? Like on the other side. And you did that. And it's so cool. Yeah. Well. I uh, have loved working with you and I'm going to continue to work with you throughout the process and use the tools I've learned. So Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope everyone enjoyed this. I will say this before we go. My one-to-one work is more focused on some of this deeper stuff. The group coaching aspect will give you a lot of the fundamental tools, processes, steps to follow. And you will also get immediate results like I talked about in the beginning. So if you are listening to Trisha's story and you're like, I think one-to-one is better for me and I like that one-to-one support, we can talk about that as well. But for now, you can check out Dating Reimagined. I will post the link in the show notes and I will talk to you guys next week. Hey, if you want to create a memorable dating experience that leads to the man you want to do life with in just six months, it's time for a coach and we need to chat. Send me a message at kennarenee.co at gmail.com or on Instagram at thekennarenee.co.